Hello, good morning, good afternoon. This is Clarissa with At What Cost. I'm super excited to be here with you guys on this Monday, June 25th, and that's because today is the first day of the next seven-week series that I'll be covering with you guys. And so in that, if you saw on the Instagram page, Clarissa At What Cost, many of you are probably fully aware, based on the video that I posted, which said, hey, you know, I'm going to be starting a seven-week series. And so each week, I'll be covering different topics, covering financial health, mental health, physical health, social health, emotional health, um, spiritual health, environmental health, political health, so many different areas of health that I want to highlight because it is my belief that when we heal as individuals, the nation itself will heal as well. We can make better sound decisions for everybody and the benefit of all. And so in that, I commend you guys for tuning in and I also commend you guys for, you know, investing in your health. And so that reminds me of the Ben Franklin quote where he says, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And so uh, that kind of, you know, it really speaks to what you guys are doing. You guys are investing in knowledge right now and it's going to pay off. And so I applaud you. And I want to also remind you guys to get pen and paper out. So that way, as I speak, you guys can jot down different notes and questions and you can highlight areas that you really want to know more on or you want to go out and um, and, and even DM me or speak directly to me via Instagram. If you follow the page, Clarissa at what cost, you guys can have conversations with me. I'm, I'm all about, you know, to training and, and showing you guys the different ways um, that I have learned over the years. And so uh, um, I'm ready to get started. I like to start with a little bit of a backstory on why I chose the particular topic that I did. And it is, um, I chose financial health this week to start the series because it's my belief that people don't understand money and they don't understand why it matters. And because of both of those reasons, a lot of people don't have it. And so when I look outside, you know, or driving by my college campus, I see a lot of homeless people and that is, you know, in part to the way that they and the habits that they have in, in financially. And so, um, you know, I also see like college students, you have three and four jobs, it, like like stuff like that, where it's like, OK, depending on your situation, you may need that. But if you really sit down and look at it, do you need three or four jobs or do you really just need one job that's going to pay enough? And so, um, you know, how can you cut back and stuff like that? And so that I'm going to do my very best to cover as much as of that in this week as I can. And so um, I also like to explain to you guys where I get my knowledge from. And so for me, I have, you know, grandparents and parents who are all successful entrepreneurs. And so they have not only led by example, and, but they have also been mentors and tutors for me and my siblings where they have trained us and shown us, hey, how to attain true wealth, both spiritually and financially. And so a lot of the knowledge I get from them, but then they have done so much more in the sense that they have allowed me and, and, and helped me build my own wealth. 
and they have, you know, given me books and tools and resources that I can use and apply. And so in that I, um, have, you know, experienced different things and I've, you know, learned different things on my own and, and different ways of doing things that are tailored towards myself. And so that's what really, um, is, is all of this series. It's, it's a, it's a culmination of what I've learned, what I've been taught and what I've experienced. And so I want to let you guys know that when I am sharing the different ways and solutions that I have to saving or to, you know, managing your money, I want you guys to think about your own situations because what I'm speaking of is how I dealt with it, but I don't necessarily know what it's like for a single mom to do it herself. Um, I've, I've seen and I've read, but I can tell, you know, I can say, okay, everybody, let's go out and save a hundred thousand dollars this year. Well, if you work at McDonald's, your likelihood of, you know, saving a hundred thousand dollars is not as the same as a person who works for a fortune 500 company. I don't do either. And so <laughs> um, in that regard, I want you guys to tailor the the solutions that I offer you guys. I want you guys to tailor it to your needs and your situation. So if you're unemployed or you are homeless or you, you know, are on a fixed income, I want you to, you know, come up with a number that is that stretches you. Not something you're comfortable with, Although you should be comfortable doing it, but I want it to stretch you just a little bit. And so if you're like, oh, I can save $50, then I would like you to start with the 50, do 90 days of saving 50, and then go on to 75. I want it to be a continuous increase. And so same with me. I'm comfortable saving about $500 a month. But as I've grown, I realized, you know, I could be doing more. And so I've cut back on eating out or, or other little um quote unquote, extravagant pleasures. And I have started to save more and I've seen my money really grow when I stretch myself, when I, when I do a little bit more than what I'm comfortable with. And so obviously I'm not, you know, going into debt saving. I don't know how you really could if you were saving, but some people um, would rather save their whole check or just save the one check a month. Whatever works for you is what I want you to do, but I want you to take heed to the things that I'm saying so that way you can make sure that you are doing things that are in line with, with, uh, with things that have worked for me and, and many others. And so, uh, that being said, I'm ready to get started. And, um, I am going to start with what is money and why does it matter? I looked up the dix, the definition, uh, for the web, web, through Webster's dictionary and Webster defines money as an asset, a resource owned by someone or something. It could also be defined as a payment accepted for goods and services. I really like that definition. Just the first word, an asset. It reminds me of when I did taxes this last year. I was doing my taxes for the first time by myself. My grandfather, that's an area where he has excelled and succeeded. And so he tends to do the taxes for the family and stuff like that. And so um, I told him this year, I was like, hey, I'm going to do my taxes myself. And so when I got to do it right before the page where it says what I owe or what I'm getting returned to me, it asked me, what are my assets? And they have it in like the deduction category. So it's like a deductible. I can get, you know, more money back if I, if I saved a lot more. And so it broke down, you know, do you own a home? Do you own your car? Do you, you know, save? If so, how much do you have in your savings account? Do you invest? And then it break down, you know, what are all the different types of investment, 401k, you know, um, different stocks and bonds and stuff like that. And so 
because I um, don't want to give you guys too much information at one time, I won't be covering um, investments just because that really takes a lot and, and you really got to tailor it to to yourself. And so it's not something that's really general based, but that's the same as home ownership uh, and, and car. And so I would, I do have resources and people that are really strong in those areas and have experienced it and, and work in that field. And so if you are interested, if, if home ownership is something that you're interested in doing, um, you know, owning your own car or even um, doing something like, you know, investing, then I will always point you in the right, I'm willing to point you in the right direction because of the fact that I think that that those are areas that can really help you grow your wealth. And so what I will talk about is something that I have struggled with a lot over the years, but I've really began to master it. And that is savings. I want you guys to first write savings is necessary. And if you could underline necessary and saving is necessary because three bullet points, it is planned. So when I say planned, I'm talking about the fact that I have a friend's graduation coming up. And so when I was preparing for her graduation, I had to look up, okay, flights, how much is it going to cost to fly out there? How much is a hotel going to cost? How much is, you know, a rental car going to cost? And all those different things that would cost me the food while I'm there. And then I began to save, you know, um, it was like four or five months prior because she knew she was graduating. There was no question about it. So I was like, okay, cool. I know you're going to really do it. Let me go ahead and save then because I got to be there. And so I planned it and I saved. And, and now, you know, in the next week or so, I'll be heading out to Texas and, and seeing her graduation. And so um, that was all done with planning. Um, another area is the second bullet point is future. You save towards your future. And so when I talk about future, I do plan to become a homeowner around this same time next year, if not by December of next year. And in that, every time I save, I always, I've always used the notebook technique. I learned this in the compound effect by Darren Hardy. And he was talking about being, making conscious decisions. And, and, um, that kind of reminds me of my whole kind of mantra, which is living intentionally. And so I would make notes of what I would do for that day. Then I'd make notes of what I did for the week. And then I'd make notes for what I did overall for the month and really looking at those notes and studying them and understanding where is my money going. And so I would encourage you guys to look and write down, where's your money going? I've seen people, you know, collect all the receipts that can get confusing. But if you can carry just a small little dollar composition notebook, you write down, okay, on this day, I did this. I spent money here. I spent money there and then go all the way through the month you'll really be able to see where you're spending your money and where you are spending your money and a lot of it and shouldn't be. And so at one point I spent like a hundred dollars at McDonald's in a week. And now I, I mean, I'm a thick girl. I can eat, but at the same time, that's not necessary. And so in that I was like, Whoa, not right. And so I had to scale back and say, okay, where can I, you know, grow and benefit putting this money elsewhere. And so I ended up putting it towards, you know, different savings. And so in that regard, I was able to, to save more because I, I looked at it. And so I want you guys to look at your, your finances and plan for the future and decide, you know, Hey, where else can this money go? For me, it can go towards a house. And so I decided, you know, Hey, let's, let's plan for that because the more things I can pay out of pocket in cash, 
the better off I'll be in terms of maintaining this specific mortgage note. And, um, and so that's something that's important to me. I don't want to be house poor where I put everything into the house and, and now I'm, I'm, you know, daily stressed out trying to make ends meet. And so I would encourage you guys to now get ahead of it. Why you are renting or why you are living at home, write down where you're spending and then increase your savings based on that. The our third area is emergencies. Emergencies are unexpected. They don't always show themselves before they come, but when they happen, they happen and they hit hard. And so in that, I want you guys to plan for emergencies. Be proactive instead of reactive. I would encourage you guys to, if you live in California like I do, where house fires happen, then maybe you might want to start saving for the just in case a house fire happens. God forbid one happens. But just in case, you never know. We we can control only so much of, of our lives. And so, you know, environment, from an environmental standpoint, we can, you know, water the grass and everything like that. But if it, if it catches fire or there's somebody who's out there and, and, you know, setting fires, we can't really control that. And so it's always best to protect yourself so that way your life is not um, heavily impacted. And so in that regard, emergencies, you never want to go to the, you know, get a flat tire and then you're at the tire shop and then they tell you, oh, you need four more tires that happened to me once. And I was like, wait, what? And they were like, yeah, all your tread is bad. They're all going to pop within the next two months. And so I was like, okay, well, this sucks. And because I had not yet not saved prior, I was like, okay, now I can't go to work because I don't have a car. And I can't, you know, pay for the money, pay pay for these tires because I didn't save any money. And so, and I can't, like I said, I can't go to work because I, I don't have a car. And so it was just like a double negative, you know, all the way around. And so, um, you know, for me, it was like, okay, wow, at what cost am I going to let this happen again? And so I want you guys to get in that at what cost mindset. It's a question. At what cost are we not going to save? At what cost are we going to tell our kids, hey, we don't have the money for that? when we probably did and could if we really looked at our finances. The next area um, that I want to discuss now that we've, you know, I've explained to you guys what money is, I want to explain to you guys why it matters. And so I was reading this article on Forbes magazine and Forbes, uh, I don't remember the exact article, but or a title of the article, but in the article, it was talking about money and it says that money offers power in purchasing. And for me, you know, having been an economic student and, and, a, and a sociology major, I have learned that the power in purchasing comes from money. And so it's not something that like, oh, you know, since we do live in a consumer nation, it's not something that, that the banks or anybody says, hey, you know, you have power. No. It's power that we actually have control of in the sense that we make our money work for us. And so in that, I, th I think of the time where I had a dollar and I needed toilet tissue. This is something that we all need. Toilet tissue is a need. We all have bottoms and they all need to be wiped. And so in that toilet tissue, I only had a dollar and I was like, okay, should I get candy? <laughs> Or should I just get toilet tissue? Obviously, I chose the toilet tissue, but my options of where I could buy toilet tissue were limited. And so I was like, okay, Dollar Tree, I can get a four pack. It's only going to last me about a week, but that's really all I need because I get paid every Friday. 
Or I can just go to the Walmart. Walmart has like these set 80 cent rolls where they're like kind of big, but they're individually wrapped and you can buy one roll for 80 cents. It's not super big. It still probably lasts me about a week, but at least I saved 20 cents. There's no power in that purchase. I was stuck with whatever they offered me. I didn't get to choose the brand. I didn't go like, oh, I want Charmin or I want Constantel. No, 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 no. I had to get whatever that cover wrapping said. Um, and so when I have a hundred dollars, you know, my financial situation changed. I was able to, you know, have a little bit more. And when I was going and buying things for my house, um, I had a hundred dollars and it was like, okay, now I have more options. Now I can go to Costco and buy, you know, enough tissue to last me six months. Or I can, you know, go to Walmart or, or go to Target or, or the grocery store and buy one of their $20 packs of tissue. Whatever I want. There's power in my purchase. I have the choice of where I consume, what services and goods I purchase. With less money, my options were limited. And so that's where, you know, I want to remind you guys and, and explain to you guys why having money matters. You get more say in what you do and how you do it. And so that being said, now that you guys know what money is, it's an asset. It's a resource. It's a, um, a, a payment accepted for goods and services. It's owned by someone or something. And you know why it matters? Because it offers power in purchasing. And purchasing power is key to living the life you want and not the one that's dictated or controlled by someone else. And so in that, I'm super excited about tomorrow's episode. I'm going to leave you guys with this. I want you guys to check out Pennywise. It's a punk rock band, but they have this song called Rise Up. And one of the lyrics that really stands out to me, the reason why I like the song so much is because it talks about focusing on your vision and taking control of your day, which is what I want you guys to do. I want you to put your goals up on your walls and, and, and put them, you know, in your hearts and, and really focus on what it is that you want. Where do you see your life? What are the things that you're saving towards? What's emergencies? What's planned? What's the future look like for you? What is necessary for you to live your best life? And then I want you to go ahead and control your day with that in mind. I love you guys all and I'll talk to you tomorrow.